Welcome to Live Better, where it is the best day ever, every single day. If you don't yet think that's possible, let us show you. Time spent hamming with us is time spent crushing life. The goal of this show is the re-examination of life. Asking yourself why and how you spend your time is valuable. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or in a 9-to-5. It is about creating the life you want to live. It is about the unrestricted access to growth, potential, play, freedom, and energy. We promote movability here at Live Better. If you're going to ham, you got to eat. Explore, adventure, travel. We help you explore your interests and your passions. Essentially, what keeps you up at night. We encourage adventure in all its forms. Scare the shit out of your comfort zone. Doesn't matter if that's trying a new food or a new parachute. And finally, travel. Broaden your horizons and gain perspective. It's getting off the hamster wheel and on the Live Better rocket ship to decide what really matters. Our guests share their stories on how they're changing the world. We dive into how they pursue their dreams, achieve their goals, and transform lives. Good health is the sustainable fuel to make you the best at what you want to do. And once you feel good, do good. Do not tolerate ordinary. We ain't here to be average. If you're going to do it, do it. Take a deep breath and smile. It's time to turn up. Hey! Ham check. Take 750. Visit. 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 Mugsy. Don't visit. Zet. You started saying Mugsy before. I started yeah. saying Vig. I, started, I said Vigsy. Vigsy jeans. Vigsy jeans. Vigsy. 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 All right. You got it. This show is brought to you by Mugsy jeans. If jeans that are as comfortable as sweatpants sound too good to be true, that's because you haven't tried Mugsy jeans. The guys at Mugsy spent years developing a high-tech denim that's so flexible for a fit that's not too baggy, not too tight, but just right. I can now work out, rock climb, do gymnastics, yoga, picnic, mountain bike, go to the office, go out to eat, and sleep in the same pair of jeans. They're so flexible and comfortable, it's hard to take them off. Visit MugsyJeans.com and use code LIVEBETTER20 for 20% off just for our listeners. This show is also brought to you by Four Sigmatic. The boys at Four Sigmatic wanted to find the smallest thing people could add to their current diet to produce the biggest positive impact on their health. While the answer might not be clear to you, to them it was. The answer? Medicinal mushrooms. Well, not magic mushrooms, as you might be thinking, their benefits are magical indeed. Big benefits include immunity, heart health, and increased energy. Four Sigmatic has crafted several instant mushroom products, such as mushroom coffee and elixir packets, to be added to hot water or your favorite blended drink. I like adding the cordyceps to my tea to give my morning a little extra turn up. I like drinking the mushroom coffee with cordyceps and chaga for on-the-go energy and ending the day with the hot cacao with reishi to induce a calm, relaxed feeling pre-sleep. Visit foursigmatic.com, use code LIVEBETTER for 10% off, just for our listeners. We're super excited to have Lita Lewis here on the podcast, uh, Brett Gornick and Jason Lobig here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then what you're currently up to right now? Sure. Um, well, my name is Lita Lewis. I basically live and exist in this, um, you know, health and fitness space, um, heavily, quite heavily in, in social media, um, which is where I built a, a brand and a business doing essentially what I love. Um, I, you know, in short, I'd say that I am somebody that encourages and gives voices to, um, women specifically, that are, say, not what, you know, uh, mass media would typically portray as being fit and beautiful, but instead the ordinary, uh, and I use that word loosely, but uh, every the everyday woman in the United States or globally that carries a more a rounder, curvier, thicker body frame that has a mentality of an athlete that is... Um, enthusiastic about leading a very active lifestyle um, and being really unapologetic for her demeanor, her demeanor and, and body type 
in this space. So I basically give voice to to that demographic of, of my audience and, and really just share messages of empowerment um, and not just as it pertains to one's physical self, but I'm really passionate about um, sharing motivation and inspiration as it pertains to our mental and spiritual health and how that all aligns into just being the best version of yourself. So that's my space and that's that's what I, I, I really love to um, be very verbal about using my social media platforms. Yeah, I mean, that, far, that's amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah, and as far as what I'm currently doing, um, I, I guess, you know, everything that I'm currently doing now is just a progression of what I did, um, you know, the year before and the year before that, which is really continuing to um, escape the confines of social media and really getting in front of my audience. So I've just wrapped up um, my spring, summer into fall tour where I run around the country and I, I lead my body blast bootcamp, which I love to do every year, um, which allows me the opportunity to like touch and hug and speak with those that follow me that want to come out for a workout. And the beauty of my body blast bootcamp is not that it is just a one hour workout. It always without fail becomes a much more, much more than that. It becomes a deeper experience where after camp, um, I met with people that want to share their stories, their their triumphs, their tribulations, um, and, and we can all kind of engage and, and speak on that and and just help and love one another, which is really beautiful. So that that is what I'm currently doing, although I am the tail end of, of of sort of wrapping that up for the year. But um, I'm also I also just relaunched my online apparel. Um, store, which is some really fun, empowering messages for women to wear, um, which is exciting. And I'm also gearing up for or currently planning um, uh, retreats, which will happen in the summer of 2017, which I'm like super excited about. So it's basically taking that experience of, of my my boot camps that I run domestically here in the United States um, and basically bottling that in and kind of... Um, extending an agenda or a schedule if you will for a for a six day five night retreat somewhere very exotic um and that's what i'm currently planning wow that's that's pretty cool do you have any uh any locations you're looking at for that retreat yeah it's, it's a process right so i'm actually because yeah. i'm I'm, I, I guess I have itchy feet to want to see everything and, and be a part of everywhere, if that makes any sense. So I've kind of cut down the list, and I'm looking at either Mexico, Costa Rica, um, or potentially even Cuba. So I'm I'm trying to figure it all out. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun part. Jason and I actually um, just got back from El Salvador, looking oh, at nice. some possible spots to do a very similar, a very similar thing, and it's it is a. It's a fun process, definitely going to going to check out different locations. But like you said, it is a process. You got to figure out not only is it going to be a cool tropical spot, but can they host exactly what you're trying to do? We think that space is a really cool place to get your message across. And and like you said, you get to spend time with your followers and the people that look up to you in those boot camps. But being immersed with them for a week or so is is a whole other level. I agree, and and. But this is what it's all about. I've never wanted to live on social media. It, to yeah. me, I've only just seen it as a, a portal, you know, to kind of share a message. But it's it's got to be more than that. Like, I, I really want to give myself to essentially what I'm dedicating my life to. So um, I'm really excited about the retreat because it will it will be in a day. Well, you guys would know. It's like daily agenda yeah. of, like, the things you want to discuss, the things you want people to feel. Um, educating them on certain things and philosophies that, you know, that are really dear to my heart and then just having an amazing time um, and, and adventures with, uh, you know, a group of people that are all kind of, you know, like-minded and uh, have open minds. I think it's going to be exciting. That's that's super exciting. We can't wait to see where and when you'll do that. We uh, We, just like you, you know, love traveling around and we, you know, obviously have that same itch to scratch. Um, you have not only traveled around, but you've lived in a bunch of different places, LA, Sydney, New York. How has, um, being in those different places at different parts of your life, um, shaped who you are today? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't even 
be kind of there's so much to say to be completely honest with you i feel really blessed i was actually born um in los angeles um and then at age two my parents moved to sydney australia where essentially i was raised um and then age 23 i kind of uprooted myself my entire life and moved to brooklyn new york so i say i say i'm blessed because it, it wasn't until i moved to the united states um that i could say compare and contrast my upbringing and looking back in hindsight i realized i had a, an amazing childhood australia is a is an amazing place to grow up um i think i think my parents have made a great choice in sort of deciding to to live outside of the united states and with that i just mean um the kind of freedom the kind of quality of life um i grew up kind of in the great outdoors my, my dad loved to camp fish and all these fun stuff um and then essentially growing up i was a complete tomboy so you know rock climbing and, and getting dirty or and playing sports you know rugby we're a big rugby family all lends itself to to um being really well versed in in australia and growing up there so i feel really lucky about that um so, you know, I was just coming into, I guess, my womanhood in my early 20s, and I decided I wanted to be more centrally lo located in the world so I could travel in my 20s. So I figured New York would be a perfect place um, because I, I did want to travel the United States and also travel all of Europe and, and things of that nature, which is, was something I was able to accomplish. But, um, you know, living and being based in New York also, again, opened my eyes to a whole a whole array of different facets of life and then how I started sh shaping my own thoughts and feelings about the kind of future that I wanted. Um, like anybody knows, New York City will either make you or break you. And, and I was pretty naive when I first moved there, um, but naive in a good way. I, I, I had no expectations of New York City, but, but and I, it's funny, I had moved there so young and I had never been. I didn't know a soul there. I did not have a job lined up. I did not have a place to say, stay. I, I basically just lied to my parents and said I was going to crash on someone's couch. And I <laughs> had several job interviews lined up because I had already kind of pre-planned and sent my resume out to certain employers. But that was essentially all a lie. And every time I, say, I tell this story, if it ever gets back to my parents, I'll always have something to say, regardless of how many times I've already apologized for that. But it was all a lie. And, and it's funny, you know, a lot of people ask me, weren't you scared? Were you afraid? And I don't recall having any of those feelings outside of just being excited and knowing, even at 23 years old, that, you know, failure just was not an option for me. It didn't matter um, whatever journey was going to lead me to get to essentially where I needed to be. But I was just, I was willing to give everything and And that's exactly what I did. So just in that, in the first few weeks, the uh, first few months of my whole experience in New York, as far as landing in the airport and catching like a shuttle to the hotel and then literally paying 21 days up front, checking in that to that hotel and then opening up my laptop and just saying to myself, yo, you have 21 days to find a job, find a place to stay, and hopefully make some friends along the way. And, um, and I'm a big believer in whatever you, whatever energy you give out to the world is what you receive. And like slowly but surely, the whole universe was like conspiring to help me achieve what I needed to. And, and um, in 19 days, I'm quite, quite proud to say I had had three job offers to pick from i signed a lease and you know i made a few friends along the way and i think as far as getting back to your question you know my whole experience from i guess from life in general but especially um in my early 20s when i moved to new york solo with nothing but just dreams and um and in the will to just want to to live the life that i wanted um really shaped kind of um the foundation that I stand on today, which is, you know, if you want it bad enough, nothing will stop you from achieving it. And it is, it is usually the cost is really expensive, right? It's, it, the cost is everything that you have. And um, luckily for me, it's something that I'm always willing to pay. Um, and so my whole foundation and how I got to New York, how I survived New York, 
even in the first 21 days to the first six months, the first year, have really shaped who I am as a woman today and have really given me basically a soundboard to, to the kind of messaging, the kind of um, motivation that I can now share with my audience. Yeah, that that's amazing. I actually just got done uh, reading The Alchemist again, so I hear you on the uh, ah, whole world conspiring to help you. Yeah, yeah, it was actually, The Alchemist was one of two books I actually read before I boarded my plane from Sydney <laughs> to JFK. Good choice. So, it's, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because it, it completely just shifted my perspective on everything. And, and so I'm, I, I read it probably once every couple of years, so good choice. Yeah, they're very encouraging words on journey and adventure and just like seeking exactly what you want to do. Um, yeah, for sure. So you mentioned you were super active as a kid outdoors. Have you always been in the fitness space professionally? You mentioned applying to a bunch of jobs, or did you do something else yeah. before you got no, into this? No, not at all. I, I, I've always been an athlete. I grew up from like age four, I think, from throughout high school. I ran track and field, and track at one point in my life is, was life, you know? Um, and then um, in Australia, I went to university, uh, college. But un unfortunately, unlike the United States, you know, um, sports don't really translate into what they are here in the, in the United States. So I, I then started, I kind of dropped track at that point um, and then uh, focused on my studies. But then I picked up um, what we call touch football, which is rugby style, but touch. And it's actually a really big movement in um, women's sports in Australia. And that, that became my, um, my outlet for remaining competitive and athletic. Um, so being an athlete has always ingrained in me. I've always been conscious about wanting to move my body and staying active even as a young adult. Um, but as far as work, no, I, I didn't, I never really considered athletics or, or even the fitness space to be somewhere where I could sustain the living. So I, I threw myself into my studies. And when I moved um, to New York, I was looking um, for jobs in in the space of, of my degree, which is I got my, my degree, my BA is in fine arts and design. So I was looking at, you know, junior studio designers and, and, and uh, even marketing or advertising gigs. And that's essentially where I kind of started my corporate career in the United States. But that was pretty short-lived because <laughs> um, yeah, New York, you know, as I say, it's a rat race. And, and I found myself picking up this gig that I essentially liked. I didn't hate my job, but it was literally requiring 10, 11 hours of my day. And I was working excessively. And then, again, as a young, in my early 20s, I was like, I didn't move to the other side of the world to, to essentially work my work my life away, you know? Yeah. And so I, I quit that job and, and landed another gig that um, provided a lot more freedom and ended up working directly for our CEO and founder um, and, and establishing a really cool relationship with him, um, which now in hindsight I, I realized was a big, big pivotal part of, of what I get to do now and is watching him as a very successful, um, charismatic, entrepreneur build a business and and I was kind of like you know the office wife if you I did everything from executive assistant work to personal system work um, and again I actually really enjoyed my job but you know the hours started to get kind of crazy and although the perks were there and I was um, financially compensated well I, I would always question myself I'm like you know I, I didn't I don't want to live to work and um so I, I quit that job. But when I quit that job, that's when I jumped like totally in the deep end regarding this health and fitness stuff that I'm currently doing and decided just to, just to work it out without any plan, right? So um, yeah, again, I'm, I, sometimes even when I say that out loud, I realize how very lucky and blessed I am because um, if I had told myself that I was going to be in a in a in a career, um, you know, a, a secure career and and make a decent living and have all those great things like benefits and four hundred one k. And I I at a time in my life would have labeled that or defined that as being successful, but um, 
I I like to call it a personal awakening when in my you know mid 20s I was starting to question everything about how I wanted to live my life and and what kind of like legacy or work um I wanted to live and I was searching at that at a pivotal time in my life for purpose and so the quitting of my second job was was in full pursuit of wanting to find and then live and dedicate my life to my purpose, which is what I get to do today. Yeah, that's so awesome. It's funny that your transition seems very similar to both um, Brett and I. I started in public accounting and um, Brett worked in um, corporate retailer. So we both did the same uh, head first dive off the top platform. Um, awesome. <laughs> do you, uh, so I know how I felt or kind of like the moment where I chose that to, to make that transition. Did you have like one kind of haiku moment where you knew or were you just kind of nervous and you were like, I just, this is what I'm doing? Absolutely. Uh, I'll never forget it. It was, it was the day I quit my job. So before that, um, I want to say about two, it was about two months before I actually quit my job that I had made a conscious um, choice. Like, this is not my life. This won't be my life. I need to now make plans in order to live the life that I want, right? So in my mind, I was like, "Mm, maybe nine months to a year. Let me start planning. Let me start saving. Let me start, you know, all these, you know, mature adult thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then something happened. Um, It was literally, I remember the day, like it was yesterday. I remember waking up. It was a Friday and just being just exhausted by every movement that I needed to make um, in getting ready for work. Like brushing my teeth in the morning was like, ugh, I hate this. Getting dressed, oh, I, I hate it. I hated my jacket, I hated my my heels, I hated <laughs> And I remember I just hated everything. I hated the fact that I had to walk to the subway, use the subway, be completely surrounded by other people in this, uh, in this, you know, the tra- in the train looking miserable. I started paying attention to everything, the energy, everybody's facial expressions, how everybody was looked mad, miserable, getting off the train, walking up the stairs, almost tripping over because like was so crazy bombarded with people walking into my office, waiting for that elevator. Like it's crazy how, how vivid that memory is. And I remember walking into the office and so as mentioned, I worked for the, the CEO and founder, and really to get to him, to jump in his office, or even get a call, you had to kind of go through me. And so as I walked through, you know, our receptionist said hi, and then already I had people, leader, 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 like, and they, it was like three coworkers of mine that kind of followed me to my office, like, like, can I, can I get it, get me on the schedule? And I remember just having this moment, like, I can't do this. I just cannot. How am I going to get through this day? I cannot do this anymore. I excuse myself and say, can you please give me a moment? I walk into my office. I shut the door and I took a seat. In that moment, my phone started to ring, my office phone. And I looked on the screen. It was my boss who had beat me to work, which never happens because he usually shows up at noon or something. And then from my office corner window to his internally, we could see each other. Like there's a little slither of glass. So my phone is ringing. I just stare at it. And I can't even tell you how long I was staring. I was just staring at it. And then all of a sudden, I see him kind of waving his hands frantically at me like, oh, my God, pick up the freaking phone, you know? (laughs) And I kind of was like having some type of anxiety attack. And then he gives up, right? Because it must have rung for a long period of time. So we started calling my cell phone. So I I shuffled through my pocket. I'm looking up. I grab my cell phone, and it's my boss, you know, calling, calling, calling. Again, I'm like, I, I, I was just frozen. I didn't want to answer. Nope. <laughs> I look over through that slither of glass again, and there he is going, what the fuck is going on? You know? <laughs> so I don't answer it. I place the phone down, and then I find myself staring up at the ceiling, fighting back tears. So I'm in this moment. My boss comes in, storms in. Yo, now, mind you, he's a cusser. We're both, we had a very different kind of office relationship. <laughs> it's more like a best friend, but he's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, answer your phone. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, can you give me a moment? <laughs> he looked at me and realized that I had, you know, the tears swelling up. Like, there was something going on. So he kind of was like, oh, okay, okay. So he leaves. <laughs> I take I take a moment, catch my breath. I think it took all about five minutes. I walk in there, and he looks at me. 
I look at him, and he before I even take his seat at his at his desk, he's shaking his head, going, "No, don't you do this to me? <laughs> don't, don't do it, yeah. don't do it." And I just looked at him, and I said, "I can't do this. No I cannot." And he now, mind you, I had actually tried to quit. Um, uh, I want to say it was probably six months earlier, and not for the same reasons. It's just that I was you know, going through things, and I thought that I wanted a different direction. So he said, um, he kind of looked at me, and he wasn't going to fight me this time. So he was just like, I know. And in that moment, I felt so free because I didn't have to fight again. Um, I just knew that there was you know, no amount of money he could throw at me as far as being a bonus or give me some type of incentive to want to stick around longer. I just, I just knew, and I knew that he knew that I was serious, and that was my moment. I was like, I'm so done here, and that's okay. With no plan, have no idea what I would do when I wake up that following Monday morning, but that was my moment. And I apologize that I'm so long-winded, guys. Like, <laughs> no, this is, this is no, amazing. I'm just laughing in my own head. Yeah, we had the same <laughs> yeah. exact stories. Like, really? literally, yeah. Same exact. That, I mean, that's, that's great. That's how greatness starts. It yeah. starts with something like, it's like black and white. It just happens, and it's like, it's crystal clear, right? It's just like... I'm terrified, but I freaking know this is the right thing to do. <laughs> it's insane. I honestly, we we right around um, like normal training hours for me in the morning. It gets super busy on the street, and all the ants are all marching in the same direction with the same expression on their face. And I always have these very funny moments, like kind of weaving in between people and just looking at people's faces and being like, "Is that how you start every single day?" And then as soon as I kind of like get through the crowd. Like, I don't know if this is bad or not, but I just kind of stop and smile, and I'm like, that can never be me ever again. Yeah. Never again. Good for you. Yeah, it's so, it's so euphoric. Like, the feeling is, um, is indescribable. But I wish that for everybody. You yes. know, like, when people, when people have a sense of true freedom and do so, even though it may terrify them, but do so knowing, and they in their gut, in their soul of souls, know that it's right. It's the right thing to do. That it's something I wish I could, I could explain clearly and 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 give away for nothing. Because because I think that in that moment when people start living their their real truth, I think that they become seeds for such greatness that extends far beyond themselves. You know, and that's and that's kind of how I see my life is having. And you, and you guys get it because you you've, you've experienced it. Just having that, that few seconds of like immense courage just to do in that moment what you think is completely right for you in your life, and then and then knowing everything will be aligned. And and I I just I just think it's awesome. Yeah, it's, really cool. it's yeah that that thanks so much for sharing. We know it's a personal story. It's it's awesome when when you so you you know you you made the switch and now you're doing great things you're you're doing exactly what you want to do and and just like jason and i say we we haven't worked a day since we've left our our jobs it's yeah. just been so fun <laughs> one thing that we do constantly with each other is goal setting we decide on okay you know this is the next goal for live better or this is the next goal for ourselves um whether that's a physical challenge a mental challenge a personal challenge um, right now, what would you say is one of your number one goals professionally? And then backing into that, how do you goal set? And do you have any tools that you use to create a goal, to plan a goal, or to execute a goal? Yeah, it's, it's funny that you asked that. Sorry, is this Brett? Jason? Yeah, Brett. Yeah, Brett, it's funny because I have always had this mindset of being a goal setter. Um, and then breaking down my goals as far as the steps required to achieve, achieve that goal. And I used to be this type of person that would like physically write my goals down on, on, on my, in my notepad and then assign specific dates, like literally like by December 25th, this will be achieved, you know? Yeah. Um, and then just recently I'm starting to, um, move away from being so strict on myself regarding goal setting because I'm finding that um, although I found it to be successful I'm not abandoning, abandoning the concept because it, it's not working but I realized 
I've been putting more and more emphasis on the now, like the, the moment that I'm in now and, and giving it all the respect and all the energy that I can to, to be present. And um, sometimes my goal setting, and perhaps this may be what, the way I approach my goal setting, but sometimes my goal setting takes my mind and my energy um, too far in the future that I, I, miss, I miss the journey. So I'm, I'm trying to get back to it being the most organic experience. And then one of my, um, my I'd say, mentors that's, <laughs> that I've never met is somebody that I, I read a lot a lot about and obsessed with his um, podcasts and things like that is Dr. Wayne Dyer. And literally this morning, as I was doing my cardio, I was listening to him speak about goals and setting goals. And he says he abandons them. There's no need to set goals. And there's really no need. Um, this is not verbatim, of course, but um, there's no need to set goals because when you live your ultimate truth every day and in living your truth means you're giving your absolute best to every single day, to every single moment, to every single person, to every single conversation, to every single task, that ultimately your goals will just coexist in you living that. And that not only can you be fully present and experience your life in its moment, just like I'm experiencing this conversation with you, because hearing myself talk is just also another reminder that I'm on the right path, that I'm doing something that I love, that I'm helping people. Instead of perhaps having planned for this conversation, which I did not consciously, but I think that it always comes across more authentic and I'm living it like I'm, I'm actually hearing myself talk. So that to me now has become more, um, more significant to my experience in achieving what I, what I want to achieve. I don't know if I'm getting kind of like uh, no you know, no in I, the sky. No, I think that was. <laughs> I know sometimes people are like I have no idea what you're freaking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was a great answer. Brett and I actually just had a conversation with someone earlier um, about weighing or really balancing um, efficiency versus creativity, and I think under that kind of creative umbrella is like doing things in the like present moment, it's like feeling good sensory experience. Like really listening to what you are doing, listening to, to someone you're speaking with or really paying attention to where you're at rather than just trying to like get things done and work backwards and just check tasks yeah. off of a priority list. So right. Like, it's a different, um, I, 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 it's definitely I wanna, different I really want to enjoy what I do too. I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not doing anything now or next week um, to, achieve, to achieve like a, an ultimate feeling or even financial success by by like 2017 like it, it means nothing unless I can enjoy the journey and then going back to the alchemist like we, we find out that it's the journey that is our gain right and so I'm trying to just really apply that to my life because I don't want to be because like my goal list is kind of stupid right I had goals for for the for 10 years, for five years, for the year, for the month, what I want to achieve this week, what I need to get done. And then I look through my pages and I'm like, wow, like I can really start um, almost moving like a robot if, if these pages were then going to define how I'm like literally breathing in every moment of the day. And um, just as, like I say, uh, when it came, comes to corporate America, I like to think of it as of me escaping the matrix, right? And then I was looking almost at my notes one day and my goals, um, essentially thinking, oh, if I really get marinate myself in these, then it, I almost become, I almost see that I'm becoming my uh, a victim of my own ma matrix. And so now I'm just being really cognitive. I'm really trying to be conscious of, of that and not doing that, but instead, and I'm not abandoning my goals, but as long as I'm living and, and moving at my very best every day, th those goals will, will be accomplished. And so that's what I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. But I mean, in short, I, I can discuss how I, how I, um, how I approach achieving what I, what I, what I set out to achieve. If, if you want a more um, uh, structured answer, for the sake of this podcast, because again, I, I know that sometimes my thinking can be a little bit um, airy. 
Can you can you just do um, one quick example? I think personally, from what you just said and what's amazing about it, and kind of I just thought of this. So talking about living in the moment was, it took me a lot of goal setting and prioritizing to get on my own. And now that we're on our own, the goals, like you said, just start coming up. Like you just start acting and doing in the moment, and it's because you're on your right journey. You're on that, you know, you're defining your path. So. It's not a you don't you're not like worried about getting to the next stage because you're excited to get to the next stage. It's just a different mindset. But if you have, just totally, for our listeners, yeah. one quick example of how you set a goal, how you accomplish it, and and how you can get through that, so that if somebody is a little more structured, they can take some learning. Yeah, sure. I think um, to answer that question, I would. It, so it all for me, anyways. It always starts with. Um, um, maybe not necessarily a goal, like a, like it, in its essence, what essentially a goal is. For me, it always starts with, or I ask myself the, the question, like, what do I want to achieve? And it usually is in, in, um, in how do I say this? It's always usually uh, around something about helping somebody else, right? And so with that, my next question that I ask myself is like, what what do I want to inspire in them? What do I what kind of feeling would I want for them? Things of that nature. So for me, I before I write down the goal, I have to be very clear on what exactly um, I want to achieve. And it usually is more mental or spiritual, which is sometimes hard to write down as a goal, you know. Um, so once I understand, um, well, in other words, the impact that I want to have on somebody or, 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 or a group of people. Um, and perhaps I could use an example, like when I, when I speak in front of um, groups or, or women that want to like hear my story or um, ha- ask me questions or a Q- Q&A, um, my, I want to always understand my audience. So I do so by first understanding myself and how I can use my life and my experience to relate to them so I can fulfill their needs. And my goal, I guess I'm, I know I can get, I get, keep going really up in the air with it instead of being very structural because I start rambling, guys. I apologize. I think, um, I kind of really don't know how to answer that uh, because I feel like I already have, if that makes any sense. No, no. I like your answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of it. Too. I, I haven't really thought about how to be more structural in, yeah. in kind of how my new thought process is. So no, I think I your idea of just if you look inward first and utilize that, that just flows into your your structure. Everyone's different in how they do it. So finding that motivation for yourself and what you kind of like want to get out of it is is amazing. One thing we look at, um, and how you kind of been saying this just haven't used our exact terminology is you talked about like living in the now in the moment. One of the terms Jason and I love to use, and it's kind of turned from a, um, a saying we've used to a legit motto that we live by is having the best day ever every day. Uh, and we wake up every day with that mindset. So instead of waking up and being one of those drones that you see on the street, walking to work and uh-huh. being upset at every moment, it's every moment is impactful, whether it's this moment right here, the moments that led up to it, or the moments afterwards today. It's all about how today, right now, this moment is the best ever. Um, if you could design and, and take, take a step back to design your best day ever, what would it look like? How would it evolve, and um, where would you end up at the end of the day? Yeah, I think... Um I think I could answer that in three parts. Um, my best day ever would um, would be one to fulfill myself um, in the ways I love to to fulfill myself, whether or not that is or a combination perhaps of um, honoring my body. So doing something that I love as far as physical activity it doesn't necessarily necessarily mean being in the gym but I love to hike and I love to be in nature so something like that meditation is part of my daily practice so just giving a moment to being really one with myself and my thoughts um and then um you know essentially it all is quality time but quality time spending time with myself and and again just honoring myself 
would be the first part um, to knowing that I would have the best day ever. The second part would be to then instill that in somebody else. So to to somehow um, bring light to or encourage or inspire somebody, whether or not that is um, being open open and vulnerable to have a conversation with a stranger and or, or in the smallest measurement, smiling in someone's direction and paying that person a compliment. Um, to, to give, um, to be love and show love, I think, to another is, is something that I try to practice daily. Um, and, and I think that if that was part of my best day ever, then this would definitely uh, <laughs> mean that I would have the best day ever. There you go. And, and I think thirdly, um, and, and I always say this at my boot camps, it's like whether or not there's 10 people in my camp or, or you know, 80 people, um, the experience is 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 only there in that moment amongst us. But for the most part, if, if we've been encouraged or inspired um, by somebody else or myself in that experience, that I always encourage encourage others to then share that. So whether or not it's sharing with your with your daughter or speaking to your mother, sister, coworker, that whatever you get, whatever sparked your heart to jump in excitement, share that love and continue that. And I think if all three of those were fulfilled um, in my daily grind, I know I would have the best day ever. Yeah, that's incredible. That that definitely sounds like a, a truly a best day ever. And what's what's awesome about that is it sounds like you live that out every day. So that's not something that is out of the ordinary for you because you know you do stuff for yourself, you do stuff for the people around you, and you spread that that amazing word one way in doing that and spreading that is definitely like you mentioned through social media um through getting out there and it's something that you know is big in the fitness industry it's how people express themselves you have done so for a specific type of person that you're trying to you know make sure everyone has their voice um you've obviously done a very good job at it you have over 400,000 instagram followers which is incredible and your message is something that is really relatable and something that a lot of people latch on to. How do you think you've been just so effective in sharing your your story and gaining the influence at the same time? Because obviously those have to work in tandem to really um, have people want to latch on to what you're saying. Yeah, and, and that actually is a really common question. The The ironic part of this is that, when I'm asked it anyways, is that it was never my intention. Like I never use social media to in my mind say one day I'm going to do this and that and and so nothing I was doing at the beginning was intentional so my answer to that is the reason why I've been successful at say building a following and and sort of creating a brand and now business is because I started and continue to move authentically and genuinely and 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 in my own truth I don't ever want to, or I've never felt the need to confine myself to what's popular um, or what what everybody else may be sharing. I've never been afraid to be vulnerable. Um, I'm always uh, conscious of wanting to share my my real truth. So if it's a bad day, it's a bad day. If it's if it's um, if it's some type of hardship, I'll share that. If I think that I look like super duper thick, and I've neglected my cardio and and my thighs are looking i would say hey i'm not in the best shape so to me i think that i've been honest and i've noticed that that's been successful for me because people are not looking for perfection i think i think although our social media lends itself to um this idea that everybody's liking pictures and inspired by like these perfect photos and these perfect women with these perfect bodies and this perfect makeup i think is truly a lie if we all really looked in ourselves we would realize we i think that on we would honestly say that i'm actually not looking for perfection i want to love i want to love learn to love myself the way i i think i love this picture so with that said i share a very honest uh, story i don't i don't photoshop my body i don't photoshop anything and what i realized is people women especially enjoy that because it gives them something very relatable um to like and aspire to and then that's where i've been able to gain um connectivity with my audience which i believe keeps me afloat um 
it's something that I know I now honor I honor and I don't disrespect because um, I'm very particular about who I may collaborate with um, and, and that person's or business's type of messaging or mission statement because I never want it to dilute um, how I've moved um, as far as keeping my audience engaged and, and just really being as honest as possible with them. I think that authenticity is the most important thing, especially in an industry like ours where that doesn't seem to be the norm. Um, I feel like it's very unique to share and be truly authentic. And I think actually platforms like Snapchat and now Instagram Story are kind of providing a look in that because you get to see some of the like actual day-to-day rather than an Instagram photo where it might be a little bit more of a finished product. Um, yes. So I think and, I, and you just see these people becoming so successful, whether they're sh- like sharing a stupid six second vine clip or, you know, are getting big on Snapchat because that relatability, that authenticity is really what shines through and, and people enjoy consuming that information and message. I agree. Absolutely. So we got a couple kind of more rapid fire questions to finish with. Okay. Um, all right. Who is one person you have never met that you would love to meet and why? Uh, Will Smith. Um, why? I, I've, I've actually heard some amazing things about him as a, as a man before he's an actor, as a father before he's an actor. And I say that because everybody knows him to be an actor. And so um, what I hear is some really cool stuff. And I've actually really respected things that he's shared in public or in interviews, both he and his wife, Jada, because I, I believe that their way of thinking is, is kind of in line to... Um, the the way I like to move and, and sort of lead my life. And I think that it's, you know, everything that he's ever shared that I've been able to read and interview or, or heard him say has been something that has not shocked me. Like, um, like it makes sense and it's, and it's very familiar, although I've never met him. And I think I, I would really love an opportunity to have a conversation with him because I believe his mindset is kind of far and beyond um, his time and I just really kind of respect and appreciate a different mindset that um, that equals leading a successful life and, and, and raising unique and different individuals that they call their children so I've always said I'd really love to meet Will Smith for that reason yeah he'd also be a fun person to get a workout with and the dude's a monster I think so too <laughs> <laughs> um, alright pick an animal to describe yourself and why Hmm, um, it might sound cliche, but I, um, I'm a Leo, so the lion is something, is an animal that I've always related to. Um, I I love how poised a lion can be when it is rest time, and and I kind of associate that rest time as being time for peace and, 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 and the things I love to do, like, wander the safari wander the nature and then meditate but then when it's time to work and and really be the um undeniable force of power and strength um or even or vocally i think a lion will show up and and do whatever it takes to to get things done whether it's to eat to survive or whatnot so there's something there that i can definitely relate to yep king of the jungle things a things a beast um yeah and so you talk about getting out in nature, moving around. What is your favorite travel destination? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I have so many. Um, <laughs> you can go anywhere tomorrow. Where would you go? You know, if I had to go anywhere tomorrow, it'd probably be uh, back to Costa Rica. Okay. Good spot. <laughs> Not a bad spot. Good spot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's just so much there um, that I love and the density of their forests and the animals and the sounds there, I think like get me every time so i would i would definitely go back there. if i had to pick one it's costa rica cool all right what is your favorite question to ask someone and what has been the most interesting answer to that question hmm that's a good one um i think i i often ask um even in close relationships um i i like to understand uh people's feel i usually ask like, well how do you feel 
And then regardless of the response, I would ask why. And to hear people answer the why is really interesting because I think it says more about them as, as, as a person than it does about that actual question in that moment. And so um, I think I, and, and sort of hate to put him on the spot, but my, my boyfriend has shared certain feelings about some things um, and I might as well just say so about certain, certain content that I share on social media and then him having, you know, some type of feeling towards sharing what I do, right? So I'm like, well, no, tell me how you feel about it. So, you know, whether or not it's, you know, I, I, I get angered, I just, I, I get a little insecure, I get whatever it may be. Um, and then I ask why. And the why usually comes like, well, because, like, just, like, just because. And I'm like, no, let's think about it. Like, tell me, you told me how you feel. Think about why you feel these this way. And I think in that, um, you know, whether or not I'm being asked those questions or I'm asking those questions, there's there's a lot of, a lot of, um, it usually is a, what is that analogy people use? Like, I'm peeling of an onion. Yep. Like so, the, the surface of the onion would be that, like, say, the obvious or what they what they think is is why they're feeling some type of way. But when you peel things back and really understand the root of how you may react, how you may feel of that, that it's usually something else. So I always like to understand that so I can get to the root. Yeah, that I mean, that's it. That's that's what it all comes down to. It's getting down to the root of it, whether that's something you ask yourself or ask somebody else. Um, your message is amazing. Everything that you've talked about, um, in this show has been, you know, monumental and impactful and our listeners are going to love it. Where can people find out more about you, your company, your projects, your boot camps, uh, your retreats, everything? Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you asking. Every, everything pretty much lives on my website, uh, which is com. So whenever I'm doing boot camps, my tour dates are always there. Um, I'll be sharing all the information about uh, my the retreats I'll be a part of next summer as well. Um, my apparel line is all on, on LisaLewis.com. Um, so everything is there. And then just on social media, which is where I share a lot of my content, being Instagram, which is follow the Lita. Um, Twitter, I like to get vocal there and share my thoughts and feelings. Um, I'm on Snapchat as just Lita Lewis. And uh, Facebook is uh, follow the Lita as well, and I'm also on YouTube. Just follow the Lita TV. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lita, uh, for letting our listeners know a little bit more about yourself and just um, expressing your ups and downs, ins and outs, everything that you've done to get to where you are today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for the platform, guys. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thanks, Lita. Have the best day ever. Uh, you too, guys. <laughs>